Hi everyone, it's David Sachs for Spiritual Tools for an Outrageous World, and it's a special midweek edition, just 10 minutes long, on the number one obstacle okay, so to belief. You're bringing up a, a great question, which is, when we talk about the Torah being true, we're talking about the idea that there is an objective truth to the universe. And I would say that that's very much the case. But when we look at the world, it's through subjectivity. So I, I want to say a couple of things on that, because you're raising a very, very big topic right now. And one thing is, I often wondered, why is it that so many intellectual people don't accept Torah? Right? So, and I think one explanation that came to me is because I think that there are two fundamental ways of looking at the world, okay? One is, you look at everything around you with your own eyes, you look at science and history itself, and you start to build up, up and up and up and up from accepted principles, accepted facts, and then you create a structure. Now, if you're learning Torah, some of those Torah ideas will align and agree with your systematic building of the facts. But then you might encounter things that very strongly contradict your understanding of the way the world works and things like that. And then you say, well, you know, I'm a thinking person. I've got a good mind. I've got a command of the basic structure of things. So if all of these things are contradicting my understanding, it can't be right. And so they reject the Torah. Okay, so that, that's, that is one way to approach things. And I would describe that as going from below to above. You're starting at the ground level and you're building a structure below to above. Okay. Now here's my response to that because I have a different approach. And I think there's a fundamentally different approach. And that goes like this. Well, to give you an example, according to Darwin, all of life stems from a single-celled organism. So my question is, where did that single-cell organism come from? And who created the fabric of time and space to house that single-cell organism? That's my question. All right, and let's get to the creation of the universe itself. Well, we say there was a big bang. So there was this explosion, and this explosion reverberated and rippled into the material universe as we have it today. But where did that explosion come from? And where did time and space come from to house that explosion? And where did the laws of physics come from to take the energy from that explosion and to align it in this coherent way that we have a physical universe that has stability to it? So in other words, I would say that when you see the universe and it has such a coherent structure, right? You have 
hundreds of billions of interstellar entities, why don't they all crash into each other? Right? There are these giant energies with gravitational pulls that make Earths seem hilariously weak. Why don't they all crash into each other? How is it that there's this orchestration, this, this, this ballet dance among the celestial spheres that's so elegant and so predictable that you can actually chart where a meteor is going to be a hundred years from now or whatever it is. And then if you take it down from the largest entities in the universe, you take it down to the air that we breathe. You know, it's an exact percentage. If there was a little less oxygen, say, we would suffocate. So the air that we breathe is so precise. And then let's take it down to the way we're built ourselves, to the DNA structure. You know, if you had an extra couple of Y chromosomes, you'd have like nine legs. Like, it's so precise, the DNA of a person. And then let's take it down even further to the subatomic level. It's so utterly, utterly, utterly precise from the smallest things in creation to the biggest things in creation. Everything is utterly precise. Now, what's mysterious? We say everything's random. Nothing is random. When you look around you on a scientific level, there's nothing random at all. So why do we say, oh, everything's random? You know why? Because people are unpredictable. Why did you do that? Why did she say that? People are mysterious. And we take our bafflement about people and our own lives, which we don't know in what direction they're going, and we project that confusion on the universe itself, and we say, everything is utterly confused. And yet, that's not true at all. <laughs> From a scientific level, everything is utterly precise. So we see this order. We see this order. And to me... It bespeaks of a creator. And so if there's a creator who's created the entire universe, now I'm looking at the universe not from the bottom up in terms of what makes sense to me. Now I'm looking at it from the top down from God's point of view. And guess what? God can do anything. And guess what? God is infinite and I'm finite. And that means that by just the premise of that, I am not going to understand everything in the world. And guess what? Things are going to appear to me as irreconcilable contradictions. And you know what? That's my business because that doesn't mean they're any less true. And so the question is, how am I looking at the world? We started off on this conversation by saying there's an objective truth and there's a subjective truth, and how do you reconcile them? And what I'm telling you is, what I think is the most intellectual approach, it happens to also be a very spiritual and religious approach, by the way, but I think it's also the most rational approach, is to say there's a creator, 
And that creator has a very precise will. And his precise will isn't just about the arrangement of molecules in the universe, but it's about our action as well. That there is a, there's a physical truth to the universe, and there's also a moral truth to the universe. And that's been communicated to us through the mitzvot of the Torah itself. And so, so I think that the mistake that many intellectual people make is that they build up their own truth from the ground up, and when they experience contradictions, they throw it all out the window. As opposed to saying there's a creator who can do anything that he wants. And from his point of view, there aren't any contradictions. And I might not understand it, but that's just a reflection of my own limitation, not from the absence of truth. Thanks for listening. We do this every week, so join in again next Sunday for our new podcast where we explore the amazingness of life. And review us and send in any comments or suggestions. I'd love to hear them.